Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to Triple P, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys. It has been too damn long and we are so, so very sorry about that. <laughs> but we have been busy, we've been doing things and it's been August yeah. <laughs> and the early part of September which is still the off season, but hey, rookie camp's about to open up. The season's about to get rolling. We know we had to get back at it. Uh, we've been going back and forth saying, what day's good for you? What day's good for you? We just had so many different things going on, folks. So we apologize again. This is Justin Bradford along with Bet Matt. Bet Matt. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm done with this show. Kyle can take over. Along with Matt. Sorry, the Twitter account's got to me. Along with Matt Best. And yeah, it's been what oh, three and a half weeks now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a while. Yeah, it's been a while. We've had vacations, we've had job, we've had so many different things going engagements. on. Engagements. I'm very excited to talk about that later because you and I haven't yes. talked about it much because I was like, let's just save it for the podcast. Save it. And save it all. It's been torturing me because I've seen <laughs> all the pictures and then all the new things with your job. It's like there's so much to catch up on. But there is. Just... There is. And yeah, the... it's been fun. Yeah. It's it's been fun. It's been a good kind of stress, um, in terms of like new job and things like that. But I would do a fun story to, to tell about that that I've not publicly told anybody. So this is gonna be the first where got, people are gonna to listen to about I've that. Got a drink. I am ready. Ooh. You got your popcorn? No, I've got uh, baklava. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm not eating so, yeah, today. Uh, wow. I'm surprised. Well, see, so went to uh, Tailgate Brewery. We did, and it was half price pizza day. Today you went? Yes. Nice. Half price pizza, so seven fifty off because it was for a small pizza, it's fourteen ninety nine there, and it was damn good. Meat lovers pizza. I was gonna say, what'd you get on it? And if you say if the vegetable to meat ratio is too high, <laughs> not good. The vegetables are too damn high. Too much. Uh, I added this tuna bowl today. It's like seared tuna. Okay. I've been sophisticated today. Baklava, Look at you. Seared tuna. Seared tuna. Look yeah. at you. I. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm this is like a once a month thing. Oh, geez. All right. So for those of you that don't know, Predators Rookie Camp is opening on the 16th, which is when most of you are probably listening to this, which is a Thursday of the week. Uh, things are going to be happening very, very quickly. Rookie Camp opens and they're quickly going to go down to Florida to play in the Rookie Showcase uh, down in Florida, the Prospect Showcase, which Typically is what happens. I mean, they sometimes it's up here in Nashville, sometimes it's down in Tampa, uh, but they're going to be playing uh, against Tampa Bay, the, the prospects there for, for that team, and the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. So old division foes <laughs> in this rookie showcase. Yeah. Uh, typically not division. Again, going back to the regular division, the Central, which will now include the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, that's going to be a nice little a not so nice little change of pace, adding more late games and more travel because it makes so much sense. But anyways, rookie camp's going to be opening. Obviously, Philip Tomasino will be there, David Ferentz, uh, Zachary Haru, uh, Igor Afanasiev, Luke Prokop, Mark Delgaizo, uh, plenty of others as well that are vying to make their way onto the lineup. And there are a few of those rookies participating in this rookie camp that do have a tremendous opportunity uh, to, to make some waves and make some names for themselves to get better looks once actual training camp opens up in a couple of weeks, uh, because there are some spots that are open right now. There's opportunities for some of these young guys to really make an impression on the coaching staff. And you think too, it was just a month ago when the future stars game happened. So yeah. a lot of these guys have still been practicing and getting into shape the entire time, but obviously Philip Tomasino aside, because it's expected for him. Out of some of the names there, and if you're able to bring up the roster real quick of who's going to be participating in this, Matt, who's one of those guys you think could either, A, surprise, I'm not trying to put you in too much of a corner here, <laughs> A, surprise you and have a really good rookie camp and preseason to potentially make the opening night roster, maybe not play, but at least make the opening roster, or who's really going to make that push he thinks ready for the next level? There's two I have an eye on. Um, Igor Afanasyev is like, I love him. I just think the style of game that he plays is very modern bottom six NHL ready where you don't need a hang and banger like we've seen with an Olivier kind of guy, but you can put the skill on your third and fourth line. And if someone goes down, he's a guy that you can kind of push up there and give the minutes to. He's the guy that I think is going to surprise a lot of people and perhaps take a fourth line spot away or at least join that fourth line rotation 
with the Trennans, with the Oliviers, and just get a mix in when uh, the NHL season actually starts. For the other side of things, it, this one was a harder question for me because I don't want to go with a simple answer, and I'm just looking here, and the one that I'd have to go with is David Ference for who I think is going to make a strong push and just give a but not give the team a bunch of just like who should we really put him on the team is he ready is he ready I I just think he's going to be like oh this guy needs to be on the team kind of thing he's the kind of player where he's not small he's not undersized like you're seeing a lot of these modern day defensemen and he's not that huge size where it's like well he reminds me of the old hanging bangers to me David Ference is the like prototypical size if you were to build an NHL defenseman now and he plays the prototypical game it's just he's rough around the edges in terms of yeah he looks really good at college and he looked pretty good in a few limited games with the Predators it's just what can he do when the season is 82 games long is he ready for to is he ready to play a top six role because I think Ference is a guy where you either have to play him every single night or you need to give, like, put him somewhere where he can season himself and learn. He's not a guy, he's not a fringe prospect to me. He's a legitimate prospect that either needs the playing time or doesn't get it. And I think he could bump Orvietsky out of a spot just on that bottom pair. Um, I think he has an opportunity here to showcase if the Predators are going to play showcase hockey this year in terms of we're not going to be overly competitive but we have young stars, and or not young stars, we have young prospects who could surprise a lot of people. Because, like I was saying, Ference isn't a guy who's like A+, plus, B+, plus kind of thing. Ference, to me, is like a good mid-level prospect. He's nothing too yeah. crazy. He's mm-hmm. nothing too bad. He's a guy who has a legitimate chance to be a top-four defenseman. He, he's not like a bubble guy where it's, oh, he's got to make or break this year. But uh, Ference, to me, is just not leaps and bounds better than guys like Jeremy Davies. But I, I think he deserves to be talked about a lot more. Yeah, sure. And I mean, I think was it Corey Pronman in athletics said that he's the one prospect that, that has to kind of shine in this in this preseason, which it's he's just removed from college. I think age is a factor that doesn't need to get discussed as much because age doesn't mean everything with NHL prospects. It's the type of experience they have coming into it, mm-hmm. because I would vow, obviously, if there's a 22 year old that have been that has been out of junior for two years and been playing pro like in, in the AHL, there's way more pressure on that kid to me than there isn't David Ferentz. David Ferentz or any college athlete coming out of there is going to have less pressure on him in NHL standards just because the game's different. They play way less games overall. There is an actual adjustment period. Yeah, you're going to have your stars that are able to come right out and just make that adjustment really quick. That happens. But a lot of times it takes a little bit of seasoning for them to all of a sudden click and to come into their own. And that's okay. That's totally okay with the David Ference. I think some people may look at the age and realize, well, he's 22. He should already be this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. Yeah, but he hasn't been pro training for all those years. He's been college training. It's very different because the Predators can't be anywhere near as involved either with his training because he's in college and there's NCAA rules yeah. as they can be with a junior player too. So, so I want to give him some time to, to develop as well, to see what they have in him. And if he has to play in Milwaukee, that is totally okay. But I do think he's going to get an extra look because of Ryan Ellis being gone. David Ference has that ability to potentially add a little bit, especially on a power play if they give him that opportunity and he has some space to work with to get used to things. That's where he could really soar. So I didn't want to say this when I was giving out my like explanation of David Ference being the prototypical size because I wanted to make sure real quick. David Ference is five foot eleven, 189 pounds. I thought he was six foot and like 190, so I wasn't that far off. The guy <laughs> I was comparing him to, that's the modern day NHL defenseman in my mind, is Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is 5'11, 187, and 22 years old. Kale McCarr also played in college before he made the leap to uh, the Colorado Avalanche. No, I am not saying David Ference is Kale McCarr. I'm saying that David Ference can be a very poor man's Kale McCarr, and you know what? I would take that in a heartbeat. They had similar roles in college. Kale McCarr ran the power play. David Ference ran the power play. We saw Ference get an opportunity with the Predators to get on that power play and see what he could do. Do not expect Kale McCarr numbers from David Ference if he makes a lineup. Do not expect him to be a superstar like Kale McCarr. Just expect like that kind of game and be patient. When I say he's a poor man's Kale McCarr, I mean like, 
you he's going to need some seasoning. He's going to need some seasoning or you're going to have to get incredibly lucky and you're going to find like this, not diamond in the rough because he is a third round pick. You, you just need to have a bit more patience with Ference. He's not a fourth overall draft pick, but he is a good defenseman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's time now. This is this is time for a lot of prospects to be able to step up. So they use their offseason correctly and are making big time, tremendous moves in the right direction. This is going to be where you're going to see it. And I really expect a lot out of Tomasino to really push more than anything else out of this camp to where he's not just going to do things where he makes mistakes, trying to look like he's ready. Mm-hmm. He's going to look ready because he had a great debut pro season in the AHL, especially under the circumstances that he had to start as a pro, which is playing pro hockey in a practice arena without any fans and playing with obviously and this is what everybody goes through so i'm not saying it's unique to him but debuting with people that you're not used to playing with either i mean it's not like there are other that many other prospects he's playing with people from the carolina system as well so it's throwing into a situation that's very unique and i'm not saying that anyone could just get into that and go through he's he, if he wants to be a pro he has to deal with those situations but he flourished he yeah. did very well in a debut where he could have struggled a lot and he didn't. I mean, it was a little slow to start. And then all of a sudden he got into rhythm and boom, he had a pretty darn good debut season coming right up and playing against other big dudes. Yeah. That bodes really well coming into camp that he should have confidence. He should have swagger and then build on that and go from there because the kid is only going to add more muscle as well. I think we said this whew, weeks ago, but Philip Forsberg was was lanky and scrawny when he first started and he's bulked up and look how he can use his body now it means it probably not as much production but at least he can defend himself he's not going to get pushed around out there too that's what's going to be important for fair uh, not for fairness but for Tomasino, if he's going to be a center he's going to have to bulk up to where he doesn't get pushed around but he has the skill and ability to be a good playmaker and a good scorer as well too especially if he bulks up and creates space for himself to me Tomasino is just this all-around offensive threat and yes. when people say offensive threat, sometimes you think like, oh, he's going to put points up because he's so good at offense. Don't sound the panic alarms that Philip Tomasino has an underwhelming preseason on the score sheet. Like, watch the games. Watch right. watch a bit here and there because Tomasino's effort is on the faceoff dot. It's creating space for other guys. If you think about Tomasino and you compare him to basketball, Tomasino's the kind of guy where if he's a big man in the in the NBA that can shoot a three-pointer, he's able to create space for other guys because he's that damn good and that different. He's 20 years old, like you said. He has the bulk up a bit. But just don't go crazy if Tomasino isn't lighting up the score sheet like you'd expect because when you think of Predators top prospect it is Phil Tomasino and when you think of forward top prospect you think he's got to put up points that's not necessarily the case like you said he had a slow start in Chicago but he turned it on he has that leeway here because this is supposed to be his year I think if he has an underwhelming preseason on the stat sheet but is just good on the eye test kind of thing he'll make this team and and here's the other thing going into full training camp with NHL training camp the biggest thing everyone needs to be looking for in these players, not just prospects, but in veterans and everything too, are they doing the right things? Score sheets don't mean a damn thing. You can have a guy get a hat trick in the preseason and then put up four points in the regular season. Yep. Stats in the preseason don't matter nope. because you're, you're some teams are going to play their starters and the Preds can be playing their third liners. And that's on purpose. These, especially in the preseason, the preseason schedule teams, especially the Predators are playing teams. They don't typically always see. Yeah. And there's reasons for that because these coaches are getting together and working through scenarios of saying, here's who I'm going to dress. They're actually very open and talking about this quite often about who they're going to dress and match up because they want to test to see how what their lineup can do against another team's lineup. It's about seeing what players are doing if they're doing the right things. It's not about who's putting up all these points, who's putting up all these big time goals. Are the goalies making tremendous saves, things like that. It's are they doing the right things that'll make them successful in the regular season. That's what I want to look for, especially if you're trying to train your eye to look for the right things when you're evaluating hockey and everything too. It's obviously not about just points and especially in the preseason and training camp. It's are the players in the right position. Are they doing the right thing to defend the pass on yeah. uh, on an odd man rush? Are they doing the right things by looking up and looking for a good outlet pass? Are they doing good things about not just dumping and chase, but actually carrying the puck in and then looking to make a play? Is the goal in the right position? Even if he got scored upon, did he make the right decision on how to play the shot? Those are the types of things because everyone knows the preseason too. It's all training camp. The preseason games, that's still training camp. That's training. It's about doing the right thing. You're not going to see them go all out, especially veterans too. They're not going to go all out, but they're going to do the right things. They they know they need to do the right things, but they're not going to go all out and risk injury in the preseason. So a goalie, if Saros gets lit up with four or five goals, 
I'm not worried in the preseason because if he's at least positioning himself correctly and in the proper position, but did make that extra little stretch, I don't want to see it in the preseason. I don't care. Does he do it in the regular season when the games count? That's what I want people to focus on evaluating is are these guys doing the right things, but especially the prospects, are they doing the right things with the eye test and doing the proper things that shows progression and the right movement to where they can be a pro to where it's in and when it counts they're doing the absolute right things that will make them successful in the end yeah like you said the coaches are very open if you look at the predators preseason there's a lot of just same team versus same team betting back-to-back nights and the biggest example i can think of i'll never forget toronto media hyped up christian hansen and was like oh he's playing the top line in a preseason game guy didn't play many games for toronto in his whole career didn't play much outside of the nhl but people are like he has the hansen name he must be good he must have hockey in his veins and it's just like let's calm down just a tiny bit <laughs> and just wait because when you recognize that the fourth line is playing the top this your top line that night you're in for a fun time that's why like going to preseason games is such an adventure if you book tickets in advance and friend of the show kyle perkins is going to one of the games yep. and he bought tickets and in the back of my mind i was like I really hope they play good players for them and they don't just go, all right, Trennan. All right, Olivier, you're the top line tonight. Like, I don't, I don't want that for him. I want a good experience where he gets to see like Afanasiev. He gets to see Tomasino. He gets to see Tolvin and like the young kids. That's the danger of it. That's why preseason games are so cheap. So like you're saying, if you do want to go to a preseason game, just monitor who's playing each night. Maybe go after the first round of cuts are made. And then you can actually see like the players that you really, really want to see. And if you want to see a cluster that's fun, the back-to-back. It's a lot. <laughs> the, the, double, the double-header day. Sorry, yeah. not back-to-back, but the double-header day. And I, for one, am glad it's not natural because that is crazy because as soon as you're coming up, and granted, it's probably still going to be a little different, even though they are opening up the locker rooms for vaccinated media members with masks on and everything. So it's getting a little bit closer to normal post-game. But you're coming up to sit down after locker room availability and – Warm-ups are happening for the second game. Like, oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy in the preseason. for about, And it's all about evaluation there. Okay, so rookie camp. Only two practices here in Nashville before they head to Florida. Uh, 1 p.m. Thursday the 16th. 9 a.m. Uh, Friday the 17th. And then they'll head to Florida for the rookie showcase. All those are at Centennial Sportsplex. The two things in Nashville. Uh, they are open to the public. Make sure you remember, folks, if you do want to go, if you're in Nashville or close to Nashville enough to where you think you can go, Remember, those are work days. So if you if you have those days off or you want to play hooky, you know, 9 a.m., mm-hmm. go for a little bit, whatever. It's a metro building, Centennial Sportsplex, so you are required to wear a mask at all times indoors. And there will be security set up that you have to go through well, before entering the practice facility as well. So that means don't bring in your pocket knives, things like that. You have to actually go through security. So don't bring any bags or anything like that. Just go in with you and your phone and you'll be fine. Just reminder out there because I want people to go. It's fun to go to rookie camps and everything too, to see these guys. Cause if you oh, yeah. can get up close and get pictures of them or watch them on nights before they become big, it's, it's, it's really cheap. a fun thing to do. And it's, yeah, it's free to go to rookie camp yeah, rookie. to go to practices. Yeah. That's go on. Now, yeah. And remember too, autographs are not available right now. Uh, if it's the same as it was during the, the prospect development camp uh, they do not have that area open right now at the end of the bleachers where people could used to be able to stand to get autographs and the players for obvious reasons folks so that is not available but you can still go and you can still watch all right well uh, i mean there will be some hockey to talk about very very soon like i know we've we teased that a lot before but there's actually hockey coming up very very soon that hockey's appearing so yeah on a calendar on a calendar hockey on a calendar coming up very very soon but since then we've both been a little busy and i know we had a couple tweets i'm so sorry folks that that it took a while to get back the pod's not dead uh thank you for your concern thank you for your concern folks but but we're still here we're alive but i want to start with matt first what you been up to, buddy? Working my ass off is, I guess, the best <laughs> way to put it. Um, at my job at Mayo Media Network, we are, like, football crazy. We have, like, 20-plus shows a week, and I've been promoted recently, and I'm just in charge of a lot of the digital content. So we hired a bunch of new NFL hosts, which we had a competition for that had over three, almost close to 400 people apply. I had to watch, like, 400 applications, come up with a shortlist, interview the shortlist, and uh, that was an experience because a lot of the people reminded me of like me when I was coming into sports media and just hungry for that opportunity but not ready yet. And then some people took the, hey, thanks for applying news, but we're going to move in a direct, different direction horribly. And I was like, well, that's just how you never work again. Just be nice about things. 
Um, throughout that whole process, I've been trying to buy a house, which is crazy too. I feel like an actual adult now. It is, uh, <laughs> it's daunting, like giving someone all your tax information and giving them like your bank summary and being like, hey, get me a house, please. And then now I'm just a picky asshole and looking at all these houses. I'm like, well, I want this. I want this. I want that. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. If the kitchen's kind of shitty, I can call my buddy who does like renovations for a living and he can fix it. There you and go. It's just being an adult sucks. Like that's my little checkup. Uh, there's nothing really. I tore my, or didn't tear my hamstring. I pulled the shit out of my hamstring. Uh, playing flag football because I am a 27-year-old human being that plays flag football. That's where I was before this episode, too. And yeah, That's but, why you're a little shiny. I had a shower. It's probably the new oh, ring light. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, it was pregame warm-ups, and I ran. I tried to, like, cut and do an in-route, and I felt my hamstring go. I was like, oh, I could play through that. And then first series on defense, I got blown by. Luckily, they didn't throw to that guy, and I was like, yeah, we're not going to mess around. And I was out for like, it's still not 100% is the way I'll put it. Oh, jeez. Oh, I was in a wedding too. I was in a wedding. Oh, all right. It was a very bougie wedding. Like, my God, the amount Ooh. of money spent on this wedding is ridiculous. Like, this much. I'll show you. And oh. YouTube viewers, like this. And then uh-huh. it was like $75,000. So it, was, so it was like a full sit-down It was nuts. reception everything? Crazy. It was at like a very prestigious golf course. Um, it was open bar. There is now a picture that exists of me because someone tore my shirt open on the dance floor. And I am just like, my chest is out, my stomach is out, and I have, yeah, I'm pretty loaded. And that picture will never see the light of day. I promise you. Never. Oh. Not even once. Um, come on do it for the tiktok never not even once um and so we had the rehearsal dinner on the thursday had a few beers there and i was like i'm gonna be responsible not get wasted had a few beers was okay woke up friday and uh the wedding for the guys the groomsmen started at like 8 a.m or not 9 a.m we like went to his house had breakfast uh photographer came we had whiskey oh boy we uh a limo came and picked us up we had beers as soon as we got to the venue to set up, and yeah, that was just a, a good time. I went to a couple baseball games. I went to a game right after the wedding on the Saturday, and my liver is still in recovery. I have a wedding this weekend. Basically, it's been weddings, work, and trying to find a house. <laughs> is is September wedding season in Ontario or something? It's, it's supposed to be cold now. Like it's not. I was about to say it's tw- it was twenty four degrees today uh, Celsius, which is I don't know like high seventies, mid seventies. Yeah, it's supposed to be fall for. I'm up supposed north. to be wearing sweaters. I love sweater weather. Give me a hoodie and give me jeans and give me like uh, just comfy clothes. No more of this. I don't want to dress up this weekend. Oh, poor buddy. I'm emceeing this wedding this weekend. and I've Oh, met, you're emceeing? I've never met the bride and groom. How, what? So, Are you getting paid then, or is this nope, for fun? Nope. So technically, it's not... I'm not really emceeing. I'm like... I don't even know how to describe it. So the wedding is being held at a venue, obviously. And mm-hmm. then after the wedding, there's no reception. We're going back to the bride's parents' house. But at the wedding itself, I have to be like, hi, go sit there. Hi, go sit there. And then I have to be on the microphone and be like, hey, wedding's about to start, MRFers, let's get going kind of thing. And then they're having the first dance there that I got to play the music for. I got to be like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, presenting the first dance of yada, yada, yada. So you're the DJ without the D. I'm the. You're the jockey. DJ stands for disc jockey. You just called me dickless, but that works too. I mean, I could have went there, but I was actually trying to be legit with this, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and, I, yeah, I don't know what to expect. I guess I'll find out this weekend. Just we'll do see. your job. Pretty much, and then go drink beer after. And go drink beer okay. after. Enough about me. I want to interview you because I have so many questions well, I want well, to ask you. I, I want to remember that. I want to make sure people remember at the end of our very last episode before this one, I teased something. Yeah. About how life will be very different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was and afterwards you're like, is she gonna listen? 
I was like, no, she doesn't listen to the whole thing. And I was right. <laughs> it was a test. Did I you, called him. It was a bluff. Did you tell her, too, that you talked about it in the episode? Yes. Nice. Yes, I did. After so, the fact, obviously. Justin, before the last episode, was, like, typing to me on Zoom. He gives me, like, the one finger up. He's like, hold on. I was like, what the f are you talking about? Like, why can't you just verbally speak? And then he started typing. He's like, gonna propose to Alex. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is huge. <laughs> and then I remember saying to you, I was like, is she home? And you're like, no. I was like, what? I was like, why are we typing? But you still typed the whole thing. And you Just in case. Me, yeah, you told me this big elaborate plan. And my first question is... It's not even a question. Just run me through this. Because if people follow you on social media, they saw, like, the little teaser. They saw the pictures. Everyone's hearts melted. I sent it to a few people, and they're like, this is so sweet and wholesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. That did, wait, did your girlfriend see it? And yeah, did it yeah, set yeah, any expectations yeah. for yes. you? Yeah, <laughs> me getting married. You're a funny man. You're a very funny man. Uh, I, I will just, hey, 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 no pressure whatsoever. I've had to deal with that my entire life. So I can, no pressure at all. Yeah, and you're you just 20, be, you just be happy. Yeah, you're 28, so I I've still got a year. Uh, you're 28. That's hey. Usually <laughs> I call you 58, so you know what? 28's nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyways, so asshole. start to think. <laughs> I know how old you are now, like off my heart because of your first day at work post, and now I don't know how that <laughs> Which is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, but that changes next month anyway, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh, okay, so about, uh, for those that don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't because I wouldn't shut up about it, went to Disney a, a few weeks ago, about a month before Disney, it w occurred to me, like, it clicked. I don't know why. I mean, I knew this was going to happen, but it's like, you know what? I want to propose. I'm going to do it. This is this is the time to do it. And everything because we've been openly talking just about getting engaged and a wedding, things like that. Just open cut. Why not? We've been together four years, so we can just openly talk about it and everything. Uh, even to the point of like, what's your ring size? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> and apparently I'd thrown her off plenty of other times where she thought I was going to, uh, whether serious or not serious. And I didn't. And it like threw off the family and people like we're talking about. I didn't even know. But I knew this was going to happen. So I immediately asked her sister about it. I talked to my parents, obviously. Talked to one of my best friends, Jeremy Gover, who's been with 1025 The Game and AP uh, before covering the Predators before he retired last year. Uh, and and is like, I'm going to do this. And so it all came together very quickly because we had already had dinner reservations at Sanaa. Sanaa is a nice restaurant at the Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Gover immediately said, "Hey, do you want me to come film this? I can come film this for you. I'm like you're gonna you're gonna come down to Orlando and film this." He goes, "Yeah, absolutely." He goes, I go, "Okay, well, uh, hold on, give me a day to think about this. See if that's what I want to do because I want to make sure it doesn't bring too much attention because I didn't want to do it in the restaurant to draw too much attention. I wanted to do it outside in like a lobby or this little overlook where all the animals are. If you're not familiar with Animal Kingdom Lodge, they have a grassland out there where giraffes and antelope and all these different animals are just roaming freely." out there outside the hotel because uh, i did to want to draw too much attention a little bit of attention but not over much like Dang. that was just the plan you wanted a show not a spectacle exactly yes and i was like okay i'm gonna do it so i had southwest points and a little bit of, of extra uh, of money and everything so i was able to fly gover down uh, and book him it was actually pretty cheap it was only like 60 bucks each way wow round trip and he's he flew down and back the same day I'll say this, in, folks, too. This is how you know you have a really good friend. Mr. Gover hates flying. Like, he has to do it for work and for travel and everything like that, but he hates flying so much that he doesn't eat the day that he flies. He has to constantly be chewing on something while he's in the air. He's, he's pretty deathly afraid. Like, he just hates mm -hmm. the aspect of flying. And for him to volunteer to do that and take two flights the same day that's crazy. shows so you know you have a good friend folks that's how you know you have a really good friend when he's willing to do that how long is that flight uh, um only about an hour 15 that still from sucks. nashville to orlando yeah and so uh, I'll, I'll tell more later because i'm trying to tell as much as i can not be long-winded but so then told her sister about this and she's like well i want to come <laughs> I was like okay and so her and her boyfriend are planning on being in atlanta on a Saturday, so I was proposing on a Friday night in Atlanta for the Nashville SC versus Atlanta United soccer game. She's like, well, I'll just see how much it is to fly down to Orlando. Then I'll fly from Orlando to Atlanta and it'll be totally fine because the game's on Saturday night. And so she was able to find a really cheap flight, which was the same flight as Gover to come down. And my parents were like, well, can, can we come? Nice. So my parents, her sister and Gover all took the same flight and it wasn't down to planned, Orlando. Right? 
it ended up being planned nice. like this because it was the cheapest flight mm-hmm. and it, it was supposed to arrive at like two o'clock and the dinner was not until like six so it was pr- plenty of time um i also then was able to use a friend dylan james he has his own uh, radio podcast as well and he's a disney cast member down there and asked him for a contact at sanaa he goes yeah well, hold on let me find out so a couple days later he's able to actually get me with the gen- get me in touch with the general manager wow of the restaurant so i contact him like look i have this really really simple simple plan but i just want to let you be aware of it and i was wondering if i could do a site visit well she's at a conference so could i come over he's like, yeah absolutely we'll take care of you so i was already working out with a cast member and i got the ring decided to go with her birthstone with her amethyst uh, i was very just happy with that and to let people know how difficult it was to keep a secret i tell alex everything i almost blew the secret at least four or five times before like i almost said oh yeah we'll, we'll be able to see elise on friday like i almost did those ah. little things like just naturally <laughs> part of conversation almost blew it all so it gets to the week of and so i don't have the ring i don't have anything uh, because i didn't want to have to worry about hiding it because alex was down there for a conference and i was able to just like i was her plus one for the week mm-hmm. until we were able to actually go to the parks and stuff like that for on vacation uh and so i was able to do a site visit they set me up they, they made sure i was going to be taken care of they got us our little buttons and i actually had um custom shirts made by a friend heather cruz she does screen printing and i'm just giving name drops here because Hell i yeah. need to because so many people help me out here and she made these awesome matching disney shirts for us to wear at the parks Nice. which was awesome and <laughs> cute those. and eye roll. Yeah. Um, but I, I had to have that. And so we are, we are settling into our next hotel because Alex is a corporate event planner. And so we were at two different hotels. So she could see the hotel. I did that with air quotes just because it's like, Oh yeah. See the hotel. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. For her to possibly book it for a conference and everything. And I'm getting notifications that the flight is delayed. Oh shit. Their flight got delayed four times (laughs) to the point that they actually had to bring another plane in from a different origination city (laughs) to take them to Orlando. I was freaking out. So like, oh, God, are they going to make it? They have the ring. They have the shirts. They have everything. And we're going to have to go to plan B if they don't make it in time. So like I said, they were supposed to land at 2. Well, the new landing time ended up being like 4.35. Still plenty of time, right? Yeah, but not comfortable. Luckily, but not comfortable because <clears throat> you have to get rental car. You have to get your bags, get rental car, all that stuff, get from the airport. Because it's like a 25-minute drive from Orlando mm-hmm. Airport to Disney World Resort and everything. And Elise, bless her, she had planned to have like four hours between landing and this engagement so she bought a ticket to animal kingdom oh so she's able to be at the park for like an hour 10 minutes and rode two rides hey two is better than nothing and two better than nothing especially for, oh boy a one a one day ticket for like 80 something bucks but so dinner's happening everything everything's also oh, sorry before dinner happened we're pulling up and because of covid and everything they're still limiting who can go on resort you have to have either reservation for the hotel or for dinner Okay, so you can't just like resort hop into Animal Kingdom. Other resorts they allow it, but not Animal Kingdom because it's not as spacious. And so the secu- we pull up to security, and like, yeah, we have a dinner reservation at Sanaa. He goes, okay, what name is it under? I'm like, oh right, I think it's under Redding. I thought it was under Alex's name. He's like, no, I'm not seeing it here. Oh well, then it's probably under mine. It's under Bradford. He goes, oh, you're with the Bradford party. And I was like, yes, of two. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> because it had been said that. All my people yes. were going to be under my name yes. to have free parking and yes. to get through security. So the security, the security guard's face is like, oh, <laughs> I almost asked it. He almost blew it. Alex it didn't even face her. We get parked. We do dinner and everything like that. Dinner is fantastic. Obviously, it's, it's Disney, Disney service. It was great food and everything. Little did I know that Elise was running late coming there from the park. And the maitre d' and the servers were all late. Like, everyone knew. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew, and they were so great at keeping a secret. They actually delayed us. I didn't even feel like it. Delayed us getting our bill to make sure that she got there. Oh, nice. <laughs> and my, so they were all hiding upstairs, and I knew Alex probably had to use the restroom after dinner, so she went to use the restroom. And I'm doing shooting quick texts like, "Okay, here we go, here we go." Gover said he had the camera set up, and he put a marker, which is the card for him and his son's YouTube channel for Funko Pop unboxings, as a marker for me on the ground. It's <laughs> pretty smart. Uh, so I'm like, okay, got it. Start making our way out. I see him because I told him to hide because he's out there to man the camera and everything. And he's hiding. He's wearing a black shirt, black shorts, a black cap, and sunglasses. Oh, so he's, <laughs> he's a secret he's agent. Very, he's very incognito. Yeah, he's a secret agent. 
Uh, so we walk out and everything. I see where the camera is. I see my marker. Alex doesn't see anything because obviously she's not looking for it. Yeah, look for the animals. It's just another day. Yeah, exactly. She sees like the zebras <laughs> out there, and she's like, "Come on, come look, come look." If you've seen the video, this at this point, I'm standing on my mark, and Gover is slowly backing up. I see him on nice. a, my peripheral vision. That was so suave. I love that part. And what a smooth hand because I, I put my hand out. He put his hand out. We've smoothly exchanged the ring, and Alex like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, oh, come here for a second. Come here for a second. She's like, I thought you wanted to see the animals. I'm like, come here, come here, come here. And that's when the moment clicked when I got down on one knee. Uh, and then when she said yes, you hear a woo yeah. come from the balcony of the lodge. And it was her sister yelling out a woo. And you can't hear in the video, but the animals responded to her. Oh, that's sick. There was a bit of woo coming from the, coming from the zebras and the antelope. Nice. <laughs> on the grassland and the big surprise happened alex had no idea she's very surprised and it was it was a lot of fun camera was right there so we had that and my parents came out and, and she came out and that's what what happened there and then we had a a fun time at disney world through epcot and hollywood studios and magic kingdom and we tore through it because i'm a planning king you are you spreadsheet yeah. the hell out of stuff i did man and it was so worth it and yeah, uh, if, if you if you didn't know how I did all this, um, ask me. I'll screenshot you my Facebook post. <laughs> I kept it on friends only for privacy reasons. Yeah, uh, for this, uh, just for multiple reasons. So I can send that to you because it was a strategy going in to make you sure we get everything. Because when you only have one day or two days to do four parks, you have to strategize. So how nervous were you when you dropped to one knee? Like I was not a, nervous. What like what was? Give me an emotion. I was feeling more relief of I don't have to keep this goddamn secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I don't have to keep secrets because it was a month of keeping secrets. When you told uh, me, I was like, I feel dirty telling people because it's like I don't I, I don't want to be the one where somehow it gets blown. Well, yeah, because I mean, she was away for business. I turned off because we share our Google tracking just in case for security if something happens, so we know when each other's on our way home, things like that. Yeah, just yeah. So we know where each other's at. So I turn off my, I turn on airplane mode on my phone in order to go get the ring, hoping that she wouldn't track me. Uh, this is when she was away in business. And then on Thursday, when I did the site visit, I turned on airplane mode while I was driving to it because I didn't want her to see me at Animal Kingdom. I was like, why are we, why would you, why are you there? If she, if she somehow looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as I turned my airplane mode off and I was driving back to the resort, bing, 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 text come in. I see text coming from her, but it's more asking of what should her free gift be from her conference. Smart. And, and and not anything else. So it worked out. And she was like, I think your thing might have glitched a little bit. Because it said you were somewhere near, what, that you were near like Animal Kingdom. I don't know why you'd be there. Nah. I was like, no, I just did my shopping. I don't know. It glitches sometimes, which it does. Google Maps does glitch sometimes with tracking. So it worked out very well. I had my excuse for everything. I had custom M&Ms made. If you've never had custom Whoa. M&Ms made, it is fantastic. At the M&M shop at Disney Springs or wherever there's an M&M shop. I think there's one in Vegas. Um, I believe there's one like in Niagara Falls. One in New York. Um, New York, yeah. They will print stuff on the M&Ms, folks. It's cool. And it's very that. quick. It's very quick, too. It's not like you have to wait a long time. It is so, so quick. It's like laser printed. But you go through this machine. You choose you pre-made stuff like icons. And obviously, the Disney one, they have the Cinderella Castle, mm -hmm. all these different things. They have uh, messages, emojis, all that. Or you can upload your own picture. That's what you did. Yes, I did. So I did like the Disney thing. I did a heart. I did all this kind of stuff and like love you, that kind of stuff. You can just do four designs, but it was a picture and you have to be, you have to have pictures where your heads are both in there because you think an M&M to get both of them on there. Mm. I was able to find our first ever picture together. Wow. From our first date. You took a picture on was, your first date? Yes, which was atop the Westin Hotel at the Sky Bar up there. Okay. I was going to say, how do you take a picture on the first date? Like, so it was an amazing view. Yeah, unless it's like a sporting yeah. event or like a nice view. Because when I think right. of first date, I think like, oh, went to a restaurant, right? Like, no, and no, then it's... went for a walk or something like that. But yeah, no, I was like, how the hell did you get that? Yeah, so printed that on. And when I showed her that, she's like, that's her first picture. Is that my face? That's her first picture. <laughs> so pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, man. If and when I ever propose, I'm coming to you for advice. I'll be more than happy to give it. And we'll say this too. And this is not just for engagements, but if you, is this your, for Disney, if it's your first time going, if you're celebrating a birthday, if you're celebrating any special event, like people wearing graduation pins, um, anniversary, or anything like that, get your celebration pin for Disney and you'll just get special greetings from cast members. And you never know, sometimes you may get a free fast pass or lightning lane pass. Now that is what it'll be. 
but we were wearing our just engaged buttons and we were getting just like, Oh, congratulations so much from all these different cast members. They're cast members. For those that don't know are just staff members yeah. for Disney. That's what they call them. Um, and some people were like, Oh, where'd you get engaged? And we said, Sanaa people were like respect. It wasn't the castle. <laughs> people were like, Oh, that's cool. And some cast members even like, what's Sanaa? Nice. <laughs> so, you know, it was off the beaten path for a proposal yeah. when some cast members didn't even know what it was. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was really nice, and I highly encourage you to get those celebration buttons, especially for your children or things like that, because they'll get called out, especially if they're not going to be easily embarrassed. So what, Go ahead and get those. So what you're saying is, whenever I go to Disney, it's my birthday. Yes. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> I understand now. But lots of fun. I'll have more pictures and stuff to share, too, uh, on that trip. So I know there's a lot of Disney fanatics and a lot of closet Disney fanatics out there. Which I don't if you get. Just, just enjoy just be Disney. Out with it. Yeah, just be out with it. There's no like if you get made fun of as an adult for liking Disney, make fun of them back for not liking Disney. That's worse. You're damn right. All right, job update now, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the catch me up on you. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, have a drink. Here you go. What are you I drinking? Have to take a what sip. It's a uh, mango spindrift. I see. Oh, I keep looking up like top sparkling waters, and spindrift is always like top three, no matter what. Because it actually is. has some fruit juice in it. Oh, I didn't so it's know 10 that. calories because it includes some natural sugars so it's not full sparkling water it has a little bit of fruit juice so it's a little bit more enhanced flavor so perrier does that too it's like perrier plus juice and mm-hmm. i had it and i was like this tastes like if you had sparkling water and then you know when you get freezies they pump the syrup into it oh yeah that's what it tasted like I was oh like, god don't really want this anymore <laughs> i promise this will be a much shorter story no but that story deserved that and more yeah, thank you Thank you. Thank you. And here, I'll say this too, because if we're going to do it, it's going to be a very small ceremony, probably going to do um, uh, on location, whatever, destination wedding yeah. um, sometime this winter. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then our plan is to have a party in the spring. And if you're local and you're a listener, you're going to be invited. When in the spring so I can just plan this and come? Don't don't know yet. We okay. have to figure that out in a venue because here's the, the, the early plan. And I share this with people because I love y'all. Our plan is to make it a potluck Hell for yeah. food. And the type of potluck that we want it to be is not just like, oh, I'll bring the chips. It's bring a family recipe that shares about you, your family, or your culture. I'll bring hot dogs. God damn <laughs> No, at least bring, bring spam. No, spam. I'll bring like poutine. Okay, see, I can do that. But it, it doesn't have to be for like a lot of people because there's so many dishes there. You get to just try and experience different things. But that's yeah, yeah. that's what that's what I want. That's what we want. That's cool. I like is that. to share different things because if it if it's like three different types of macaroni and cheese, sure, because they're not all going to be the same. Have you had the Cheetos mac and cheese yet? No, it's piss. Like it is so. I wouldn't bad. want to get that. Everyone like it's all over the grocery stores here. Like they put it at the front, and I had like five friends. I'm in a group chat, like three different group chats, and everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta try it." And then they try it, and it's like, "Oh, this is terrible." And every group chat, the consensus has been it's terrible. I tried it recently. It's horrible. It's horrible, you know, awful. This seems like the kind of thing that distributors in Canada are like. What have we had sitting in the warehouse since April 2020? Ah, got it. Yeah, what will idiots eat? <laughs> this. They know damn well it's not good. It is. Ugh. Oh, God. Ugh. So I left my job at the Nashville Symphony after six years. Mm-hmm. That all happened right before Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, uh, the job market is interesting right now, as most of you know, just in terms of shortages at so many different restaurants, things like that, because people find other jobs in the pandemic. They had to be laid off or furloughed or whatnot. Uh, it's just, it's so... The, the, the supply chain, everything's just weird right now. I mean, the local Zaxby's here, those that aren't familiar, it's a chicken joint, uh, has only doing hours 10.30 a.m. to about 6 p.m. every day, and they're closed on Tuesdays and Saturdays right now because they can only afford to, they only have enough employees for one shift on days right now. So it's just, it, it's unique. And in terms of the digital marketing and communication sphere, which is what Matt is in as well for his day job, it is a very interesting atmosphere with how many jobs are out there. But there's so many jobs but there's also a lot of people that are willing to change jobs right now, which makes it uber, uber competitive. I mean, I will not, I will not shy away from this. I applied to over 80 different jobs. You made me, well, you didn't make me apply to jobs. You just like inspired me to apply to jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I I applied to over 80 different jobs and I interviewed, I interviewed for over 15 of them. 
Yeah, that's a great ratio too. Because you're also so, applying to jobs that you would consider taking, not yes. jobs where you're like, oh, I guess I'll interview and practice. It's like jobs right. that you legitimately would want. Yeah, and that means that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of jobs that are available right now, but they're super competitive. And I mean, it came down with a wire for me, but this is the reason why I'm telling this story. Is I'm is sure this there's the people- story? the story about what happened the past couple weeks no you said at the beginning that in before we recorded that you had a story is this yeah this is the story okay just wanted to be sure yeah this is the story so (laughs) before we left for disney i had accepted an offer (laughs) i know part of the story (laughs) i'd accepted an offer and i was excited to start i was very excited to start at this place and i was waiting for another offer to potentially come in and unfortunately that offer wasn't able to because the 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 person's uh, daughter became ill and didn't want to potentially pass it and it wasn't COVID or anything like that uh, but just didn't potentially want to pass a sickness so we had to reschedule that i was like "Uh uh-oh so i had to wait until the week of so i started my day at a job one hour into that work day (laughs) You I re- me that day too. I received an email <laughs> offer because I had interviewed for another position the day before my first day at a different job. It was my final interview, apparently. I, I got an offer from this other job one hour into the day of a job I just started. So I filled out all the paperwork, done We're everything. In. I'm in. I'm in. I'm doing this job. And it was a better offer. <laughs> it was better. So I was like, well, I guess I'm quitting after one day. <laughs> I like I remember you and I talking about this before and because I was kind of in a similar situation like expecting two offers kind of thing like what do I do? And mm-hmm. the advice you gave me was like super sound. It was just like take it and then figure it out after. Like don't leave yourself in a position where what you, you do. don't have a job. I mean Right. That's what you do. So, I called the next morning and quit and accepted the offer for another job. So I had to wait another week to start the other one how did they and take that since i talked to hr fairly well yeah i mean couldn't really get too peeved off i'm sure i'm getting cursed at almost daily for going through that whole process but if the pan folks if the pandemic taught me anything about valuing yourself it's that you should yeah and it's, there's nothing wrong with this other company. There's zero things that I found wrong. And I even told them that, like, look, this is not you. This is really a, this is what I think would be better for me situation. You you all did nothing wrong. I fully appreciate it. I know that this burns a bridge and I will have to deal with that potentially someday in the future. But I have to choose the better offer for me because it was better money, better location, um, just better overall in terms of the, the position. But I had to take that other one just in case. The yeah. other offer didn't come in, but that's the thing. The job market has changed. It is a job seekers market, but it's also a competitive job seekers market. But folks, if there is a time where you don't feel necessarily happy in your job, where you're just looking for a change, look, look, if you need advice or need any advice on that, on how to go just start the job search, because it had been six years since I had been searching for a job. So things had changed. It's very different because Every interview was through Zoom or Indeed or Microsoft Teams or Google Meet or things like that. Mm-hmm. It was all online and digital instead of, hey, you need to take an hour off of work to go do this in-person meeting or interview kind of thing. It was all online except for like the later interviews in the process. So if you need advice on how to work that process, just DM me. Seriously, my DMs are open on that. I'm more than happy to give advice because now is the time if you're looking for a change in careers. And it doesn't have to be in digital media or communications. If you're just looking for a change and you know there's other jobs out there, take the leap. Apply. You never know unless you apply. And you never know it could be a better situation for you. And if it's not, then it's not. You don't have to accept an offer. You do not have to accept an offer for a job if you don't think it's a good fit. But what I'll always say is this. It's always good practice to interview. Yeah. Even if you don't take it, it is a good practice. There, there There are two different jobs that I got to the second or third part of the interview process. And I stopped it after that because it didn't feel like a good fit on my end. Yeah. I was looking for a job. I want a job, but I wasn't just going to settle that point and and just take it. So I said, Hey, look, I don't think it's going to be a good fit. I would, I do not want to continue the interview process. Yeah. It's you have as much control over the process as they do when it comes to it. So by all means, take that leap folks. If you want to, you never know what kind of better situation you might possibly be in. Uh, and doesn't say you're necessarily in a bad one or even a good one, but you do not have to be loyal to your company. You yeah. don't. It's loyalty to people. It's loyalty to your family. It's loyalty to yourself. 
more than anything else. I didn't want to get preachy, but seriously, it's just one of the things you had to re- it took a pandemic and going through a lot of different situations and emotion stuff to me for me to realize that. And so it's one of those things. Yeah, I, I loved where I worked, but I felt like it was time for a change. And so I decided to make that change. Yeah. And like <laughs> it, it was so weird for me because the two jobs I have right now, I, I'm lucky enough that I didn't interview for them. They were kind of like the one was, hey, you did work way back when do you want to work now for me? And I was like, yes, I'd be an idiot to say no. And there was like, you right. have X, Y, Z for growth in the next year or so. And within a year I've like exceeded that growth. So I'm very happy. And then my other job was, Hey, it's a pandemic. We need a body come work. And I was like, all right. Um, but I went through the interview process for the first time in years, like literal years with two professional sports teams. And to me, like my next step in my career has always been like, go work for a pro sports team. I've worked for like grade A media. I've worked for TSN. I've worked for Sportsnet. I've worked for smaller teams. I used to do play-by-play for the Brampton Beast way back when. Oh, Brampton Beast. Yeah, RIP Brampton Beast. Um, I used to do like things for not even sports related, just like regular ass marketing kind of things, regular ass social media. And I worked construction too. And it's just like, what's my next step? What do I need to do? And it showed me that, I can go out there and I can go find like other opportunities and go through that interview process. Yeah. It was a kick in the teeth being told you were the runner up for a couple jobs. That kind of sucks, but it's also at the same time, it's like, I got that far. So why stop now? Kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm happy with where I'm at. So for me, it's just, if a dream opportunity appears on this magical website you sent me that I love oh so much, Teamwork Online is so <laughs> nice, then I apply to it. The jobs to me are like, holy shit, I have to work their jobs that I'm applying to. And I think a lot of people need to still look for jobs, even if you are happy, because you need to mm-hmm. know what your next step is. Find that, holy shit, I must go work at that job. Because both of these jobs, one I would have had to move to Edmonton and the other one I would have had to move to central Canada and I was like yeah I would do it just for these jobs kind of thing because if you ask me to move to Saskatchewan on a normal day without having to work for a pro sports team then I'm saying absolutely not no thank you but just take that leap and now I'm getting preachy just look out for number one that's it just look out for you and like keep family in mind and friends in mind obviously but yes of course you at the root cause of things Yes, and the thing is, it doesn't mean you have to be mean about it to your employee or anything. No, but... I openly told my one boss, I was like, hey, I'm very close in this hiring process to getting one of these two jobs. And yeah. we talked about it, and he's like, that's fucking awesome. Ooh, there's the F-bomb. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, I really hope that if you do get one of these jobs, you can still be on board with us. And I was like, that's what I'm looking for. He's like, but if not, yeah. he's like, chase that opportunity. So I'm very thankful for him. Shout out, Pat Mayo. All right, so... We will discuss what we've been watching in our next episode. So Matt can maybe get caught up on things. Maybe I can get caught up on things like that because he really just needs to see Shang-Chi because we really have to discuss that. I've seen it four times. He has been able to, he's been so freaking busy. Dave, if you're uh, listening, everything. let's figure out a date and go see it. I mean, you have to see it on the big screen. That's the important part. Yeah, this is that's... a big screen movie. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so we'll get to that in the next episode. But I know people have been wanting to talk about this. And I know some other questions came in as well for the pod, just in terms of certain topics that we need to discuss and we will get to these things about opening night lineup but vincent let's get to the opening night roster let's at least get to the beginning of training camp for that so we can have an idea because injuries could happen things like that mm-hmm. i think that's a better time instead of just guessing right now because we have to get through rookie camp to see what happens there but we will get to that trust me vincent we will we will get to those things right there so this is the one that dan you had a very balanced approach this is so discuss. Yeah, want us to discuss the new policy uh, for Bridgestone Arena and the Natural Predators. And I'm going to be very balanced with this. I know most of our listeners are probably very balanced in this as well. And I think I, I trust most of our listeners in terms of how they view things. And if they have a different difference of opinion as well, they're also not the type of people that are going to post stupid comments in a Facebook group like that one that That's I posted. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my um, life. I... So... <laughs> Hold on. Here's the policy because it has been getting misconstrued by people that want to nitpick certain things about the policy and saying that Bridgestone Arena and the Predators are mandating a vaccine because they're not. The policy effective October 2nd, all guests age 12 and older will be required to show full, full proof 
of COVID-19 vaccination or a negative COVID-19 PCR or antigen test administered by a healthcare professional within 72 hours prior to the event that includes their name and the date of the test to attend all National Predators games and events held at the venue. So this is not a vaccine mandate because there's the option to prove negative tests within 72 hours. And most of the time, tests within three days like that, especially if you're planning to go to an event, now I know same day things happen sometimes, but they're free. A lot of times you can get tests for free. And you get the results within a couple of days. And so the 72 hours, things happen. But it's not overall a mandate of saying you have to have the vaccine. It's like you get the vaccine or you have a negative test. And please do not come at me with, well, they can still spread it. This is the policy the Predators have come up with. The Predators and Bridgestone Arena, they're one and the same. So don't say, well, this is just the, the Predators having to bottle what Bridgestone says. They're the same thing. The Predators run Bridgestone Arena. Okay. Please don't get that confused. This is their rule. And I know a lot of people are like, well, if they just follow the rules, then nothing would happen to them. Well, here's the rule that you can follow or choose not to follow. If you choose not to follow the rule, then you don't get to go to the games. And that is absolutely within your right to choose not to go to a game. But they are not infringing on your rights either by saying they want this. They are a private company and a private entity, and they're allowed to do this. This does not break any HIPAA laws as one person also wanted to try to comment that it breaks a HIPAA law. Unless the peep, the ushers are also doctors that are wanting to share your private information. This is not breaking any sort of HIPAA law, so don't come at me with that, dumbasses. And if you're still listening <laughs> to this, then I assume you probably agree with us in this as well. But again, if you don't agree with the policy, that's totally fine. It is 100% fine if you don't agree with the policy that almost every venue in America is doing right now. And I'm not saying and that it's Canada. cheap. And Canada, they're doing this to protect their own asses as well, people. This is something that they're having to do to protect their business entity as well. And if you can't see that, that's on you as well. Again, you have the right to not to comply with this policy, but it means you're not going to games. And sure, you can say you're not a fan of the Predators anymore, but I call 100% fucking bullshit <laughs> on that right there. Because as soon as this team turns something around or they do something great, you're going to be right back in those groups or you'll be talking about it. You're going to want last minute tickets. You're saying, can't miss this yeah. game. I'll get a negative test. So don't come at me with those hot takes. Yeah. Just like before during human rights movements and civil rights movements happening last year, I was saying you were done with sports. I call bullshit on that as well. You're saying you were done with all sorts of entertainment. What are you doing? Playing ball in a cup yeah. or kick the can? Like, bullshit. I <laughs> The, my favorite part is just people who, like you said, misconstrued the whole you need a vaccine to enter the venue kind of thing. I, there's an outlet that is run by someone in Nashville, <laughs> and I don't want to give them any credit here, but I'm just going to quote what they said. The Preds have a super woke ownership group, and they're now mandating COVID vaccines in order to be able to go to Nashville Predators games. Guess what? Peace out. Nashville Preds won't be getting any of my money. This is from a oh. verified account from a person who is i'm pretty sure verified on twitter as well you can uh -huh. go yeah he is 100 percent verified almost ha has over three quarters of a million people and if you're a media member and you're that irresponsible and you're spreading false information like that you're not part of the solution you are not woke you are not trying to start a rally you're just a big dumbass you're an idiot for lack of a better term like if you want to have that stance where the predators won't get any of your money cool that's fine whatever if you not getting a vaccine is your mandate, that's fine too. I like, I honestly don't care anymore. You do whatever you want. Each person can do whatever the hell they want. But if you're going to spread lies as a media member, media member in severe air quotes for some people, <laughs> get a grip. Like it's just it's wrong. It's like you said. The biggest thing I was gonna bring up is these venues, these companies, these organizations are putting these policies in in order to protect themselves from getting the shit suit out of them and losing their business. The uh, gym I go to sent us, an, sent us an email today, and they're requiring that we need a vaccine passport or in order to get in. And uh, they have the biggest paragraph at the bottom saying, for members who are not vaccinated, if you've made the personal health choice to not get the vaccine, we understand this is a very frustrating frustrating situation. Please understand our uh, position. And then there's like three paragraphs on why legally they have to do this or they will mm -hmm. not have a business anymore. And I was like, that's the transparency that a lot of people are missing. And if being able to have a negative test 
like I understand people not wanting the vaccine because of all the hokey pokey theories out there and some of you might believe the hokey pokey theories whatever cool we can talk about that that's hilarious that's what it's all about Um, but if getting a negative test infringes on you that much come on maybe you shouldn't be in public like go stay in the basement do whatever you want if if you're scared stay home oh my god i'm glad it's not that crazy up here but 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 have you have you seen how it's flipped around it's done a 180 we're kind of we're doing okay up here now we're doing okay no no i mean it's been a 180 because it used to be if you're scared stay home oh yeah. now it's if you're scared of getting a test stay home it's <laughs> it's flipped it's 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 folks <laughs> you i guess you just don't want to be entertained and everything <laughs> because this is what all the venues are doing and it's for so many legal reasons for boards I mean, the national symphonies had to do this as well and some places are offering tests on site or the vegas raiders it's you had to be you had to be vaccinated and they were giving you the jab in line the, the like if you didn't have it had a bus outside that was right. ready to stick you if, if, if there's a thing with vegas though too you have to be fully vaccinated because fully vaccinated means 14 days after the last right right jab right but the what vegas raiders are saying oh you're not vaccinated well you come right here you get the poke right now you get to go into the game they had hundreds of people getting the first dose before the raiders game which was an awesome awesome monday night football game that was by the way that was a lot of fun sweaty uh, that was a I lot really of fun but needed the ravens to win but they're doing that and it shows that people there's saying do your research should mean talk to your doctor and i've seen multiple people out there too where they've been very reluctant and they've talked to a doctor and like look i don't want to do this what a doctor said so at least they trusted their doctor yeah or, or anything else read more than a headline right so the predators the Skirmhorn Symphony Center, all these sports venues are doing what they need to do to protect themselves, number one, because it comes down to money. They're protecting themselves. Yes, safety is a thing, but I'll say it right here. They're protecting themselves because they're a business and they don't want to fail because if they don't do these things, then they're not going to survive as a business overall. And three, yeah, because you probably should be. (laughs) I mean, for the sake of getting back to normal and actually having herd immunity, that's the, the fastest way that we're going to get there. And especially in Tennessee. And I mean, for me as a media member, and they're saying at least for rookie camp, unfortunately won't be able to go because it conflicts with work schedule now. They're saying if you're vaccinated as a media member, you get to go in and do your job yeah. in the locker room. Like I, as long as you, yeah. I have a buddy who is not anti-vax, but has zero doses. And it's not because he doesn't care for it. It's just because like, he doesn't, he just doesn't want it. There's no rhyme or reason. And we've asked him like, Hey, do you want, and then he, he just doesn't want it which is totally fine because he's not shoving it down people's throats. He's not going mm-hmm. on the internet being like the vaccine will give you 5g powers, blah, blah, blah. Like there's none of that <laughs> going on. The people who do that, I'm totally cool with people who like are pushing against it in the worst way without like proper research or reasoning, or haven't spoke to a healthcare professional, et cetera, et cetera, listening to the Illuminati. Then it's like, <laughs> come on. I'm like, I'm all for intellectual debates. I'm all for, Give me your side of the story. I'll give you mine. We meet in the middle. We go our separate ways. The end. It just feels like there's none of that happening between the fan base and the predators. It feels like, well, you're wrong. It's like, no, well, you're wrong. And it's like, no, well, you're wrong. And I'm not coming and I'm going to tank your business. Newsflash, you're one time going to the game or twice a year that you go to the game. Doesn't mean shit. Like, There's plenty of people that are waiting in the wings to be able to go that can either get their tank negative test or they can prove they have the shot. And there's one of those two, two scenarios, not just one, but two. I guarantee you too, that more people will come out of the woodwork and be like, wow, those types of people aren't going to the game. I'm more comfortable going to the game now and bringing my family and bringing my children to this, especially coming back from what we've gone through. Exactly. So if you think the predators are making this decision or any other sports organization, MLSE is doing the same thing with their eyes closed and hoping they're not they know what they're doing like they did their research they took they did studies and i'm sure and surveys and everything to realize how much money could we lose what's going to be best for the business because it's not an yeah. easy split second decision it is multiple weeks yeah of making a decision yeah, like, like this mr ben dover on facebook being like i'm not paying for any preds tickets anymore blah 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 it's like, like they factored that cool <laughs> 
good for you. You're the kind of person they probably don't want there anyways. If they factored in a percentage of fans that yeah. are not going to go, and they were okay with it. That being that's said, doing business. There are probably a ton of level-headed people who are like, I'm just not going to go anymore. That's it. And it's like, cool. Yeah. All right. That's, that's but fine. you don't have to announce your departure. Yeah, nobody cares. Like, unless you're... And even if you have a following on social media, like I was talking about earlier, you can still look like a huge dumbass and get ratioed. Like, use your platform properly. Make you the decision based on what you think is comfortable. Just don't be a jagaloon about it. Don't spew out in, in disinformation. Yeah, that's that's the disinformation is very very bad. One, people are dying. Two, disinformation. That's the two main problems. So I hope to see. As many of you as I can at Bridgestone Arena in a safe environment, enjoying hockey. Um, when the games get going, I'll miss a little bit of games this year just because wedding planning and some trips and stuff like that. Uh, but I will be outside section 310, 311 during intermissions when I'm working games. And I really hope a lot of you come by and just say hello. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. That's where we hang out. And I know it's been a while since we've been able to hang out in person while. since we've been doing this podcast. We haven't really been able to do things in person as much as the arena has been a very limited attendance. But if you're there and you want to come say hello, please come say hello. Don't be afraid to say hi. And the weirdest thing is if it's out in public at a grocery store or something like that, please say hello. Don't just like tweet at me like, oh, my God, I saw you. I saw you at please grocery just... store. Here's a picture of you at the frozen food section. Yeah, looking fat as ever. Uh, so please just, just say just say hello. Come up and say hello. You don't don't you don't have to hang out just or, or be forced like you have to stand there and have a conversation. But say hello. I want to meet people. That's what it's all about. Hanging out hockey games. But being a social activity, it's about a lot of fun. It's about fun going and hanging out hockey games and me even covering it. It's about me doing it because I have fun. I don't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's a hobby. I have a full time job. We're about to launch a product uh, in the next couple of weeks, and it is it's crunch time and i'm getting brought on two weeks before it is he boy watching a full a nationwide product so it's a it's a definitely a fun time for me but i want to have fun there and i want to make sure i get to meet all of you that listen to us because we definitely appreciate it. if you stuck with us through all this through my story times and all this we we appreciate it so much and thanks for having us back on your airwaves in your earbuds in your car on your phone wherever when you're getting it on yeah like when you're getting it on if you, if just, you, you know, listen to us when you get it on then we need to be charging per listen. Oh, I th- okay, good. I thought you were going to say then we need to be watching. I was like, that's not us. We don't do that. No. Also, I want to no. leave. I want to leave our listeners with this one nugget that we'll talk about in the next episode. Oh boy. One person from the media, Mister Pete Blackburn, has called his Vesna Trophy winner already. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. UC Saros, let us know what you think, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. Again, national media person. Yeah, like Bally Sports. Yeah. Big, like it's, yeah, it's. All right. So we'll talk about that next time. Folks, make sure you follow us on Twitter. He's at Best of Matt. I'm at Justin B. Bradford at Triple P Podcast underscore on Facebook, Triple P, Fred's Pucks Pinoys. We really appreciate you. We're glad to be back and we'll bring you more content consistently now that we're going to get back into the rhythm again. Yeah, there's things again. to talk about. Because there's things to talk about. All right, he's at best. I'm Justin Brewer. Thanks for tuning in so much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys. Hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best.